Howdy, folks. Welcome back to God Hates Jags. Uh, if you're listening, it just means it's another week to talk about the Jags losing again. So we're going to try to make this as fun as we can tonight. You got me, your boy, Sean. You got P-Funk. You got Shimmer. He doesn't have a, a nickname on his little uh, Zoom recording thing. But Shim hey, guys. Shim Sham. Hey, guys. How, how are you doing today? How's, how's your day going, guys? All right, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, it's Thursday. I've had four days to recover from just a, another, more of the same. <laughs> Woo, more of the same. Uh, quick recap. We, the Jacksonville Jaguars, we fell to one in four. Uh, we started the season strong, but it's been a little bit of a slide since then. We just fell to the Texans. Um, I don't remember. It's been four days. I didn't really take a lot. I didn't write any notes down for this. How much, what did we lose by? It's not a noteworthy game. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) in the fourth quarter, it was close. I feel like we weren't losing by that much, but it feels like it was one of those games where the Texans scored like three touchdowns in the last couple minutes to blow us out. Was that accurate? Someone look at We were, we were trailing. I truly don't remember. No, we, Um, I mean, it was close. It felt like for two and a half to three quarters, but we also had Steven Schmauschka just missing oh, kick yeah. after kick. <laughs> he got cut real fast. I'm looking up the final score here. Uh, uh, we lost. So- it was 30 to 14. We lost by 16 points. We did have somewhat of a chance in the fourth quarter to make it a game. We still wouldn't have. Um, we still wouldn't have tied it, but we were driving down to make it a game, and then. We'll talk about how we screwed that yeah, up. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, because, I don't know, I ended up watching the game. Anyone that listened to the pod last week knows that my birthday was on was on the game. And I treated myself to – I was going to not watch it. That was going to be, like, my birthday present. My wife took me to this, like, candle bar where we made our own candles, which was actually really nice. Uh, I made a couple delicious uh, candles. My wife made one that was bread smell, which – Sounds maybe a little weird, but my house smells like a Jewish deli now, which is amazing. My wife is Jewish, so it kind of, you know, it, it works. <laughs> that's what that's the smells that we like. I was gonna house. say, what what kind but, uh, of bread? Uh, just like nice Olive. baked bread, yeah. Like I don't know, but uh, the point, yeah, the point was, we went there and you were like, all right, we're just gonna like do this on my birthday. But then they had a TV there with a game on, and I was like, ah, oh, damn it, like I can't avoid watching. So I ended up watching like I don't know, eighty percent of the game. So that's why my my memory's a little fuzzy. Uh, it this way, uh, while you know, we all three watched the game except for at the end, Sean got you know good smelling candles and we oh, just yeah. watched that turn of a game. So I would say you had a better day. Yeah, yeah. one was a uh, pair in old books, so it's like a very uh, old books. Yeah, it smells. Yeah, oh no, it's so good. <laughs> you don't dude. like the smell of old. No, books. it smells like you went into like you know like if you have, if you're really rich and had like a, a study with all these like books in it, you know. But like uh, you're also yeah. strong like, mahogany. Yeah, you know, like the old like paintings Many of like fruit books. Yeah, dude, it's like fruit sitting on the books and an old like acrylic painting. That's what it smells like. It's great. So, so they're it's fancy. separate. It's not pair in old books. It's it's one no, it's is combined. pair. No, it's combined. It's, it's yeah. You take different flavors in old books. Oh, dude. What other like? Do they have nasty flavors? Could you get like garbage or? Uh, <laughs> is this like a Harry Potter no, scenario? No, no. I mean, you could no. probably if you wanted. Like all their smells were good, but they had like you just they have like a hundred candles. This is gonna be a candle pod. Uh, they, have, <laughs> <laughs> they just have like a hundred candles on the shelves, and you you know you sniff them a little. You like pull down the masks, 
sniff them, and then you write down your favorites, and then they get all the actual oils, and they kind of help you pair them together. Uh, so shout out to Wick Candle Bar in San Marco Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't, uh, I feel like we haven't tried to get some pity advertisement. So I'll see if they're on Twitter and I'll tag them and be like, hey, I seriously can- doubt the, what is it? The candle, the candle shop's going to uh, sponsor a podcast called God Hates Jacks, but <laughs> Dude, you never know. COVID. They, people are getting desperate for a sponsorship sometimes. Yeah. We'll throw well, them I've never home. been there. They have a but... satisfied customer. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. And they had the TV on, so I got to well, watch they the were... game after all. You told me about it, and it was fresh in my mind. So I called them today to ask them if they had a bleach-scented candle. And they said, no, they do not. And I got the reward for the most interesting request for a candle smell. Can you tell us why you needed a, uh, he, he texted me this earlier, so I do like, but can you tell us for everybody, why do you need a bleach candle, Patrick? Well, I don't think she's going to listen to this, but it's for my girlfriend and I'm starting to listen to, to this. Yeah, she's not. My wife this, edits so it and she like doesn't it. listen to this. Oh, okay, good. Well, <laughs> she, <laughs> she listens to the bare minimum. Yeah, they're very supportive, but she likes the smell of bleach and I wanted to get her a bleach scented candle as a funny Christmas gift. It sounds like I, I might want to, you know, I don't know. Bleach kind of make, gives me like uh, like chloroform. And yeah. I just want to make sure everyone's okay in your home. I mean, it's scented. It's not fucking made of bleach. Oh, okay. I said just pour bleach in with, with candle wax and mix it I together. I feel like this is, this is a terrible idea that that's a smell that will never leave your home when it's, <laughs> when it's done. It's, <laughs> it's so, more so just it's the novelty. So while I was at the candle bar, there was the game on. Uh, So I don't know how much you guys want to talk about another defeat. But uh, like Patrick said, we lost to the Texans 30 to 14. My phone. You have our predictions? Uh, uh, No, I was the only one that was wrong. You guys were right. Mm. Uh, I said we were going to win. I I gave them my birthday hope that we would win. And they let me down. I think we had a lead once. Maybe. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Probably not. We never lead in these games. Uh, I do want, like, as much as I want to trash talk Todd Wash every episode, um, I, I definitely want to trash talk Gruden more because, like, the only thing I remember, like, I feel like I was pretty involved in my candles. And, like, the one time I did <laughs> look up, it was fourth and one. And instead of, like, letting your quarterback throw it yes. or letting your running back run it for a first down, we, like, pitched it to James Robinson, who ran it laterally for, like, forever and then drop the ball like metaphorically and physically uh, untouched yeah he just yeah. which like Gruden afterwards that, that's a I mean I've been why, why? I've been why screaming at play? them to do trick you know a trick play when you're a bad team that's the time to do trick plays right that can I feel like not on fourth and one exactly like, and not, like a third and, and two or a second and five that's an a cool time rookie running back who already has been thrust into a big role yeah. let's let him play quarterback too has he I ever didn't... thrown a ball like maybe chanel like that would have been, been a doing... great third down play yeah <laughs> you know so... when we have the opportunity to kick a field goal after although the apparently we don't we're on our fifth fucking kicker so um... i'd like to see how many times this year if we have gone for it on fourth down and if not, that's the one play that we like kept in our back pocket to use on fourth down was that one. Yeah, and I think. It, yeah, sorry. if it was a wildcat play, 
we've been doing Wildcat with Chenault like throughout the previous game so far this season. So why not stick him back there? I actually like that play a lot better with Chenault for some reason. Yeah, right. like he, I mean, at least he's proven he's done stuff like that. I bet like he that. was a quarterback in high school, if I had to guess. He's, he's probably a, the most athletic guy on the field. He does sweeps behind the line and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I think James Robinson, I mean, the play call was questionable. And on top of that, he was probably had the nerves just going like crazy because he thought he was going to have to throw the ball. And then it looked like he tucked it back in the run. And then that's when he – lost control of the ball because he kind of like hesitated whatever the play call was initially his his read wasn't there so he had to run it and then he just flat out dropped it (laughs) yeah so I would definitely say that singular play kind of you know encapsulates the entire game the vibe that we had uh I'm pretty sure back you said something ago like I don't I don't remember how many fourth downs we've gone for but I'm pretty sure we haven't converted any this year so that's not great. Like, remember 2017, Doug Marone? I mean, it's easier, like, Jordan from the uh, Last Dance documentary. It's like, you know, it's easy to talk shit when you're winning. Like, it's harder when, you know, when the game's 0-0. So, I guess that's how it is. Like, Doug Marone was calling some pretty cool, like, you know, trick plays back in 2017 when we were beating up on teams. And now it just feels like he is so afraid to ever do anything. And then when we do something, it's like the James Robinson fumble. So it's just so sad to watch like our offense. I feel is better now than 2017, but it feels like it doesn't have the moxie of 2017 when we were, you know, doing some crazy, like punt fake runs and stuff like that. Well, it also doesn't seem like they always, they have their starters. There's always somebody hurt. um, And that offensive line can't afford to lose anybody. But did you know Gardner Minshew threw the ball 49 times in that game for him throw He threw two touchdowns. Uh, 31 for 49, two touchdowns. He took three sacks. But James Robinson only ran the ball 13 times. I would say, realistically, he's probably the best part of the offense. So why is he only getting 13 carries, right? Especially when Gruden, like, before the game, admits that last game, you know, which was pretty close to the Bengals, like, we didn't run it enough. Like, he's showing he can carry the load. Like, we need to run it more. And then he just, like, forgets because again most of the Texans game you know it wasn't like the Dolphins where we were immediately down 21-0 like we had the opportunities to stay more balanced and I guess it's always like I don't know two years ago we were like oh my god throw it more and now we're saying run it more but like we're not saying like you know throw it 50 times we're saying like let's throw it like 35-ish times and run it like you know 20 times not run it 30 you know times like Fournette for two yards each time we can never get balance. It just always feels like no, it's there was no one balance. way or the it, other. It like, felt like the offensive game plan was in place to kind of make up for the lack of offense over the last couple of weeks and not to win the one particular game that we were playing. Like you said, Gardner Minshew threw the ball fucking 50 times, and we ran it. I think we ran it a total of like 19 times, Robinson getting 13 of those. Yeah. Uh, we were playing, is that right, 19 times? 20 total rushes for the entire 20, team. Okay, and we were playing the worst rush defense in the league. Why were we not – why was rushing the ball not more of our game plan? And if you say, like, we had to throw the ball more because we were behind in the game, we got behind because we weren't running the ball in the first place. I just – Jay Gruden, like – 
he started rock star status the first week or two, and he's just been slowly plummeting on my my shit list scale in the past couple. I, maybe still it's like, better than De Fil- no, Oh yeah, De yeah. Still better than DeFilippo and Nathaniel Colonel Hackett, but it just feels like I, maybe like Gruden has it in his head now. Like you know, he's seen our defense, and he's just like we're fucked. So he's trying to outsmart himself to like make I up for our defense. Was. But, like, I don't know. At some point, you can't worry about the other side of the ball, if that makes sense. Like, you know, yeah, they suck, but you still have to, like, until we're in a hole, like, you yeah, still got to literally your game even. That's, that's literally not his job to worry about the defense. He's the offensive coordinator. Yeah. But it feels Keep like he's worrying about it. Yeah. Do either of you think that uh, Gardner Minshew limits his play calling? He – like I just his, his limitations limit what Gruden can call because part of me is starting to believe that I don't think if you every time you watch him I don't think he has a deep ball and I think defenses can key in on that so all he can do is settle for the intermediate route and you, Gruden calling it or Minshew throwing it deep ball because Minshew well, was like a top can, three deep passer last he year was, and now where you don't do it at all and I'm like. Because the whole thing I think like, we do it, it just hasn't been successful. A lot of he can't. I've never seen him uh, throw like a forty-yard in stride pass. Yeah, I've I mean, he's him. not like you know rolling out to his right and you know not planting his feet and all that stuff. Like he, you know, like yeah, Mahomes can just run around and like have one toe on the ground and still you know launch at sixty yards. Like Minshew definitely has to be all set and planted with his feet to get the throw, but. It you still know feels crazy? like we could be calling it more than once a game. Um, uh, I was watching ESPN earlier, and on, it was on College Football Live and then NFL Live. Apparently, uh, uh, Peyton and Eli's nephew, Arch Manning, is going to be on ESPN tonight. He's 14 years old. Hell yeah. Starting high school quarterback. Also, pretty sure he can throw the ball longer than Gardner Minshew. Let's get him, dude. I'll take <laughs> I'll take all the Mannings. It's in his genes. He's and he's he's a little more athletic, but like it's also ridiculous that this fourteen-year-old kid is on TV now, and he's basically just he's not he's not going to graduate high school for three more years, and he's going to be super duper famous, which has got to be a lot for that kid. He's a Manning. He'll handle it. He's got Peyton in his corner. Yeah. Well. But on his side, he, what? Go ahead. Uh, I hope he becomes a gator. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Dan Mullen with that let's pack the swamp comment got a lot of heat this week. Did not age well. (laughs) 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 Packing the swamp during a pandemic, maybe not the right thing to say, my friend, but... uh, No, right after a loss. He was a little, you know, he was a little upset. They also have a defense worse than the Jags, which is... They're very similar to the Jags, although their offense is better. They they are very similar to the Jags. Uh, Their offense is better, though, I bet. Of defense. Last thing about the Jags offense, uh, DJ Chark didn't finish the game, and then on Instagram he posted about being in God's hands, so I'm pretty sure Minshew, not Minshew, Chark will be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, and we all know what happened when Chark was out during the Dolphins game, so uh, you know, we'll talk about the Lions in a second, but if DJ Chark can't go, it's going to be it's gonna be rough. Yeah, I mean, talk about limiting play calling. I... I... I don't know, because I'm not super familiar with Jay Gruden's play calling before he came here to Jacksonville, but I know the type of quarterbacks that he had. And, I mean, 
if you can say Gardner Minshew is going to turn out like, like early on in his career, Andy Dalton or Kirk I'll, Cousins. I will take that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'll take that. But I think both of those teams had maybe not the last couple of years when, when Gruden was in Washington, but both of those teams had solid running, which I think we have now. Decent starting wide receiver core. Um, I think what we have is a number one wide receiver and then a slot guy, and that's it. And what we don't have is a tight end threat that's going to draw coverage to the middle of the field, leave those wide receivers open on the outside. So I don't know if it's – I think our offense as a whole is limiting the play calling, but um, I wouldn't say it's on Gardner. I, I think that he is starting to kind of feel like it is on him, and he's starting to reflect that in how he's operating himself during the game. But it's hard to tell right now. I'd like yeah. to see, like, a couple more games, and then I can really have, you know, an input on that. To answer your tight end question, uh, Kyle Pitts will be on the team next year. So <laughs> – Check mark for the tight end. Give us, you know, give us a year, but we'll have Kyle Pitts next year. Where do you uh, think he's going to go in the draft? Do you think he's going to go? They're top, saying top ten right now. You think, I think so? he goes top ten if he if he finishes the season the way he's playing now? I mean, right. I, he got hurt last week, and he didn't have as good of a game. He still had a touchdown, I think. But oh yeah, at one point he had six touchdowns in six quarters of football. So yeah, he's <laughs> he has like seven, I think, on the season in three games. Like, he's 100% a first-round talent. Uh, yeah. But I think he'll definitely be in the, the first half of the first round. I, I think tight ends taken really early in the draft in the last at least five years that I can yeah. think of haven't turned out fantastic. Oh, yeah. So I I'm think he'll he have, falls to, like, 20. Yeah, he'll have an extremely pedestrian rookie career, almost guaranteed, because that's how tight ends work for whatever reason in the NFL. But, yeah, I think if TJ Hawkinson can go top 10, he was – the, right. He was 10. He was one after us. Yeah. I, I think if Kyle Pitts he was is before us, was he the seven. one before? Okay. So maybe, yeah, seven, right. Yeah. Either way, he was top 10. So if he can go top 10, Kyle Pitts looks twice as good as him right now. Like it's crazy. So I will do anything to get that man on my team. I'm a big Kyle Pitts believer. As we got to see where the, uh, the Rams pick that we have ends up. I oh, think God. We're already talking draft football, guys. This is sad. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I didn't for, mean everyone, for it to... listening, uh, everyone listening, we're talking about Gators specifically because we're about two hours from Gainesville in Jacksonville, Florida here where we're doing the podcast. So we, we watch a lot of Gator games. Kyle Pitts is a fantastic also, tight the end Jaguars for the Florida Gators. draft a lot of Gators. Yeah, yeah David, they do. Dave Caldwell only knows yeah, yeah. Two, Gators. Two, two no success. We've, we've had uh, one one that's worked out in the first round, and then hopefully a second this year. But, but yeah, we'll see. Right? Fred Taylor. Name another Gator has been good. Yeah. Reggie us. Nelson for other teams. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, not Taven hey, Bryan. I know. Hogwash that. calls Taven Bryan a wrecking ball every week in press conferences. So take that for, you know, what you will. I say fire wash them both. Get rid of them both. Wash them out of here. <laughs> uh, speaking of our defense – uh, this week against the Texans, we had one sack to one smoot. So uh, Josh Allen, smoot. our best pass rusher, who's only he's only had one actual sack on the season, but Josh Allen has had the most. He's like uh, thirteen like quarterback hits on our team, and then second best is like five. So you know he's not getting sacks, but he's he is disrupting the quarterback. He was out with an injury, so it was Chase on and Smoot, who won. I don't understand. 
like the whole off season, it was like, you know, Smoot had six sacks last year. Like definitely look, he like, especially with Vion leaving, he was going to get a bigger role. And then this Adam Gotsis dude took his place. Cause apparently I guess he's a better run stopper, but I don't know for the most part, I don't give a fuck about that. Like sack the quarterback, get turnovers. Like Smoot finally got more playing time because of Josh Allen out and chase on did nothing. So it's basically just Smoot and he had a sack. So I, don't understand. Like, let Smoot get more playing time. He's earned. I agree at least, with that. You know. Yeah. But uh, we got yeah. one sack. It was Smoot. So we're five sacks in five games, which is a horrible stat. We're consistent. We get one a game, but we have to be the very bottom of the barrel with only five. Like, uh, the week before we played the Bengals, Joe Burrow got sacked eight times. I think we played him. He got sacked once, and then this past week, he got sacked another seven times. So it's not like the so it's not like the Bengals line wow. got way better, you know, like they gelled more. It's just we've sucked that yeah. badly. So Can I, we're right. on pace for sixteen That's, sacks. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking at the defensive uh, stats for the game. The two leading tacklers for the Jaguars were Dakota Allen and <laughs> Daniel Thomas with seven apiece. Neither of whom I don't think played for their team this season prior to Yeah, that five. was, I think, both of their first active games, so. Yeah, like, that's the state of the defense. But we got Kamale Correa now, so. Ball oh, in. God, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know yet, uh, the other day, the Jags and the Titans, I had, I think it's their very first ever in-division trade with together. We got this guy named, what's his name? I've been calling him Legend of Korra, because that's, his name sounds like Korra in my head. Kamale Correa. Korea. Yeah, Korea. so we got that guy yeah. who, if a division opponent d- trades a player to another division opponent, that means that guy must really suck. Or the team uh, thinks so little of us, or both. Or they're trying he, to Trojan horse COVID us. One of the three. Uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's, I don't think they need to. That's like really... Yeah, <laughs> like we're no threat. You don't need to give like, us COVID. We're, we may not even have a team if yeah. you call Trojan horse giving our players covid it, it would somehow help us like if we had to start other players because of like covid stuff we would it, it could only help us because that's like what's uh, happening isn't doing too much like a player got hurt and then you ran over and kicked him that that's what that, <laughs> would <be>. that was <laughs> alan robinson that tearing be. his acl on the first game of the season uh, and bortles going over and smacking him on his like injured oh ACL. yeah <laughs> that's what that oh. is uh we cut cassius marsh to make room for the uh, Legend of Korra guy. Only thing I knew about Marsh good, was... Good riddance. Yeah, uh, he, he super loved, like, Magic the Gathering. He would make videos uh, about it on Twitter, so... He uh, sounds like he would. Yeah, he had I a lot of, like, douchebag tattoos all over his body. I hope he, he does looks, great like, things. I know nothing about him. I don't think he ever played. I yeah. mean, uh, the, the Korea guy, from what I've seen, he's a 3-4 defensive end, like, outside linebacker defensive end hybrid. That's exactly what Todd Walsh said a year ago that he didn't want his scheme to be. <laughs> now he says we're kind of going back and forth with that. No but I mean, knows. I'm all for adding. I'm all for adding depth on our defense, adding another, I guess, quality player. I'm not familiar with this guy. I'd be lying if I said I was. But I looked him up obviously as soon as we traded for him, and I'm like, oh, he's a he's a three four defensive end, like another one of those that we still can't figure out how to use in our defense. <laughs> What the hell are we doing? We're not the right combination yet. I guess. I don't know about that guy, but I do know we have a future all pro on the team. 
because with DJ Hayden and CJ Henderson out, uh, we had to start Mr. Sidney Jones, who was a second round pick of the Eagles a couple of years ago. Didn't really get to do much. He was on our practice squad. And I feel like it's the case of, you know, just needing a new scenery to like, you know, refresh yourself because Sidney Jones played out of his mind on Sunday. Him and CJ Henderson have to be our starting outside corners going forward. Uh, I think I was about to talk some shit on Trey Herndon, but Patrick uh, off the pod just reminded me that Trey Herndon was supposed to be my boy. I kind of forgot about that. So can I, I'm officially filing the paperwork. Trey Herndon's not my boy anymore. Trey oh my God. Trey Herndon sucks. You're emancipating Trey Herndon. Yeah. I think I saw a stat that was like, he has more fouls against him than like passes defensed or something. Like, mm. At the very least, I do, yeah, I do think like DJ Hayden, who has been solid as a nickel cornerback the past few years, he's like been pretty shitty this year. So depending on how long he's injured for, like I think Trey Herndon, yeah, should slide in to be the nickel, and then CJ and Sydney should be the outside guys because I lacked what I saw on Sunday, and that's the last thing I gotta say about that. I'd like to see – I mean, it, it was great, and, and he was the lone bright spot of our defense. I want to see it sustained. I Wait, mean, you want to see somebody on our defense play good two weeks in a row? Bro, come Yeah, on. I'd like Dude, to. Dude, come on. You know. This guy's asking for – Wishful it. thinking. <laughs> Take what you can uh, get. Well, you know what I like about that is, like, uh, Sidney Jones was a second-round pick in 2017 draft from the Eagles. And then our other safety, Josh Jones – 2017 second round pick by the Packers. Oh shit! Both of Give them, us- right? These are high, like they're high round castoffs, right? Even Kamale Correa was a 2016 second round pick by the Ravens. Um, I mean, I'm all for them kicking the tires on these on these guys and yeah. seeing if there's anything. They obviously have to have talent if they went that high, but my worry is all three of those teams much better management than the Jaguars. And if they couldn't get anything out of them, then are we? we That's something that's been scaring me with, with the expectation that we're going to have a high draft pick next year, which we probably will. We're talking about the draft again is the decision makers that we have right now. If we continue with the same people and get this high draft pick, I just I don't see any bright future for us with the decision makers that we have, given you know the capital that are going to have to get all these I think, players. But don't you think? All right, if uh, they're looking at getting three to four wins at this rate, right? So they're going to have a top five pick. If they have a top five pick again, he's got a clean house. I just don't see how he does it. We have to. Yeah. Yeah. I refuse to participate in this conversation. Week Let six. me just say this. It, on this, I will give me a couple more weeks. Week seven, Sean. Okay. <laughs> week seven. Then we have another loss. I will say, I, I mean, want we need to trade back our ones and just go into the second round. I want my team to be all second round picks, dude. Miles Jack, Jawan Taylor, DJ Chark, Josh Jones, Chenault. Uh, okay. Sydney Jones, all second round picks. You're fired for saying yeah. that. Agreed. <laughs> we we're in week six right now two coaches have already been fired i'm not advocating for anyone associated with our franchise to lose their job i don't want that to happen because i think it's a bad look but what it does for uh, the franchises 
I well, that's fine. <laughs> what it does for the franchises that have done that, it's showing your team and your fan base, which it doesn't really matter what the fan base thinks, but you're showing your team that losing isn't acceptable and changes are going to be made. And it's sending a message to your team. And yeah. if we continue rolling with what we have, how long are we going to say through our actions that it is acceptable? I really enjoyed Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, when he fired the GM and Dan Quinn. And they, were, he, you know, they asked him, like, why? And he said, lack of winning. Like, yeah, exactly. Literally, lack of winning. Three words. That's all you have to say. Like, Chad Khan will never say those words. But he's like, yeah, they weren't winning, so I fired them. Right. But, um, you know, but Sean Khan owns another team, right? He owns that soccer team, right? Yeah, and they also have five- sucks. But they've fired the coach like five times because they can't losing has a penalty in soccer. And there's you still get paid to be the worst NFL franchise. You still make a lot of money, right? But if you get relegated and per, you can lose a lot of money. So there's no penalty to losing in the NFL. So he I honestly don't know if he gives a fuck as long as he still rakes in the profit. The day the Jags get regulated to arena football league <laughs> then shad Khan, you'll see him in jack so fast <laughs> like whoa guys we need to read i get i like doug maroon and i i thought that when he got the job to drink a beer um, with yeah yeah i mean i thought when he got the job i kind of saw it coming because i was like oh we have a former head coach on our staff he's probably going to get the job but if he's no longer with the team going in the next year Get us one of those guys that are these up and coming, you know, brilliant Eric, minds Eric, that they say. Eric, 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 who? Eric Benemy. I don't know his last name. Oh, Bellamy. No, there's no L's. It's like Benemy. Eric B Enemy. Wait, the Enemy. Eric Bellamy. Wait. Wait. Bill, Bill Bellamy. Who's Bill Bellamy? Isn't he's he's an an actor. a comedian. He's an actor, from, he was the an actor yeah. from the nineties. Yeah, he was like a comedian actor from the nineties. All right, I want Bill yes. Bellamy. Bill he Bellamy, met- head coach. Can't do any worse. At the uh, very least, he'll keep spirits high. Always have a good liner. <laughs> because Doug Marone, he said on his Monday press conference, it's pretty much the same thing he said last year. Uh, and he, it's basically him saying, like, I don't know how to coach the team. And if your head coach says that, not verbatim, but basically saying that two years in a row, like, what? How is he still what? your head coach? Like, you can't say, like, I don't know how to get the team prepared for Sundays and keep your job. You know what I wish they do? I wish they pay a shit ton of money for Peyton Manning to be our GM. That's what I wish. Like, give him a percent okay of that. the team or oh, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give us like, excitement can't be any worse. as a fan base. Give us excitement. What? That's be all like, I'm You have all decision-making, and we'll pay you all the money because I'm one of the top 25 richest people on the planet. Right? Peyton Manning, <laughs> right. head coach, offensive coordinator. It, whatever and then you he wants. bring back Puz Puzlesny to be like a defensive coordinator assistant of some kind, you know? Like, we get a mm. Bruce doing. The only coach Dude, I want to keep is Keenan McCardell. Head coach. That, that would be like, is that, I don't know. I never know what's ironic or not. Is that ironic if he becomes our head coach or is that just like coincidental? It was Byron Lefwich, head coach, Keenan McCardell, offensive coordinator. Man. Peyton Manning, GM. I really don't think I want Byron Lefwich to be the head coach. <laughs> I just don't see success happening with Byron Leftwich as the head coach. Anyways, uh, hey guys, did you guys know uh, we have to keep playing football games? Yeah, 
So we return back home to good old TIAA Bank Field after being on the road for two weeks. We're going to play the Lions. Uh, so I, I, there was a stat. We are the first team in NFL history, like not including week one when everybody's, you know, zero and zero. We're the only team to let three winless teams in a row get their first victory. And I think that the, the Lions are Yeah, no other team wow. has ever let three because we let the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Texans all get their first yes. win against us. So no one's done that. The Lions, thankfully, the streak will be broken because the Lions have one win. Uh, but I, I don't see it going. Soon they will well, have to. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it's only going to be bad. They are, like last week, the Texans were the worst rush defense, and we didn't take advantage of that at all. We had Gardner Minshew throw it 49 times, like he said, Shimmer. But now the Lions this week are the worst run defense in the league. So we get another chance to let Gruden correct himself. Will we take advantage of it? Who knows? Stay tuned. But, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't look like it's going to be. The Lions are currently the worst rush defense in the NFL because the former worst rush defense in the NFL just played the Jaguars. Yeah, and had a great game because we didn't rush it at all. And we so. were running laterals with our, with our wildcat running back for no reason. But uh, I also saw Matt Stafford has thrown a touchdown pass against every team in the league except the Jags, which oh. just pretty much confirms he's going to throw like six touchdowns against us. That now. will also so, like yeah. yeah. So any kind of weird stat like this is definitely going to be broken by the Jags. Yeah, the the Lions have a decent pass defense. They do have a bad rush defense. They haven't been able to rush the pass. They're they're actually. They're very similar to the Jaguars right now, except for I think we have a better run game. Uh, not good defense. A quarterback that's manageable when your team is playing with a lead or playing functional in general. Um, but what they do have on us, I mean, Kenny Galladay is going to be back in the game, um, and that's going to open up their passing offense. But compared to last week and earlier in the season, I'm still – torn about how we cover these tight ends these athletic tight ends in the middle of the field i mean you saw in the houston game we left that dude darren fells i think houston tight end yeah. wide open scored a touchdown on us tj Hawkinson. real yeah. quick note the guy that's uh the that the big the fells touchdown it was against mm-hmm. dakota allen and todd wash in his press conference he like threw Dakota Allen under the bus as fast as he could. He's like, yeah, Dakota Allen had to bust the coverage. That was on him. Like, yeah. Two I just enjoyed how fast Wash was to like throw his players under the bus. Sorry. What were you saying? No, two guys left that play wide open from two different position groups. That means that our defense, when it comes to covering those guys still can't figure it out. It happened earlier in the season. Uh, it happened in the Titans game. Um, it happened in the Bengals game. It happened last week. TJ Hawkinson is going to have a blow up game this week, I believe, because we still can't figure out how to cover these tight ends that can catch and run. And yeah, the Hawks going to go, he's going to go wild. Hawk. Adrian Peterson's yeah. going to go wild. They have Arion yeah. Johnson and DeAndre Swift, two like high pick running backs that are young. And then they got Adrian Peterson. Yeah. The only reason we would win is because Matt Patricia is an even worse coach than Doug Marone. Why is he running? Adrian Peterson like 20 times a game when he has all these young running backs that like probably could prove themselves. Adrian Peterson's still good, man. Good at getting his kids to find switches. 
He, oh, he is that too old? I don't he, know. That was he paid his he paid his dues on that. Uh, yeah, he paid his dues. He, I'm sorry. Then he gets he made for a, a mistake. Eh, maybe he has an elongated yeah. neck. That was all I knew about him for. Yes. Do you remember that Under Armour commercial? <laughs> yeah. I think he was the second most yards in a single season. Yeah, remember he was a uh, like seven yards shy of two thousand yeah. that one season, and he like didn't get it, and he was so was sad. I remember co MVP that season. Yeah. I He'll be a unanimous Hall of Famer, first ballot. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Are we gonna make predictions? We're gonna lose. That's my prediction. Pain. Mm. I actually, I, I picked us to lose last week. I, we're playing them at home. The last time, fun fact, the last time we played them at home was in 2012, I believe. It was my birthday, Whoa! November 4th. Another birthday. Uh, we went to the game. Sean, I don't know if you were with me. I went with some friends. Um, I think in the first half, Javid Best, Javid Best, Ooh, yeah. former Lions running back. Yeah. He had three touchdowns Ooh, in the first awesome. half, and wow. then we left. <laughs> that was but, the best game of his life. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, injuries fucked him big time. But it yeah. definitely sounds accurate for a Jags game. It, it was accurate. That's exactly what happened. We left. But for this game, if we're going to make predictions, are we, are we going to make predictions? Because I'll, I'll give you mine. Yeah. I'm going to say 26 23 Jaguars. Uh, I'm pretty – it's looking like no DJ Chark, and I don't think Gruden is going to know how to, like, balance our game. Uh, I mean, we do have some some killer all-pro talent at cornerback and linebacker. So, uh, I'll say it's going to be 20 to 14 Lions win. 20 to 14? Yeah. That sounds like uh, a boring game, but that it, sounds right. That sounds like what's probably going to happen. Well, you know, uh, as in every week, I will, uh, you know, give you the spread and <laughs> the over-under. Uh, Vegas favors the Lions by three points. Jimmer, Only three you, points. You got some mosquitoes flying around your, your microphone. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Dude? Okay, there you go. I don't know. It uh, sounded like some alien invasion stuff or something. Jimmer, some yeah, he's, he's close Ooh, to a microphone. I turned on a filter or something. Yeah. Uh, you sound so uh, good now. That ooh. filter. Oh. <laughs> All right, what, uh, what is Vegas telling us? Vegas favors the Lions by three points with an over-under of 54 and a half. And now, from now on, I'm going to do something else and tell you the all-time record for the teams that we play each week. And this week, we have an all-time record of three wins and three losses oh. against the Lions. So this will wow. determine... Who has Man. a winning record? We've and it's going to be the Lions. Years for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lions win 30 to 21. Wait, yeah, 30 right. to 21. I just realized our opponent, opponents have scored 30 on us four weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm, I'm changing mine. It'll be 30 <laughs> to 14, Lions. That was what last week. That was the, That's score the same last score week. as yeah, last uh, week. 30 to 14 sounds like what uh, a good. Prediction for the rest of the year until we get so, to the Packers. Shimmer, you're going against the spread, if I'm understanding correctly. Uh, no, I think well, somewhat because I'm way I'm betting with the spread because it's the lines are favored by three points, but I'm 
betting six points above that, so I think the spread is too low. Basically, Vegas okay. thinks it'll be a closer game than I do. What is the is the line? The combined points. The line is uh, what the team is minus three means. The lines are right. favored to win by three points. That's the line. So what was the point total? Trimmer, do the I have to go to point Vegas? total is the over under fifty over and under. A half. Yeah, between so those two teams. <laughs> so, so yeah, you're going under that. I'm going under that. Yeah. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Limbo. We still can't and a half is out. a lot of points. For I just want to bet. I just want to make money. Do I go to Vegas.com? How do I bet and like not get arrested? Vegas.com. <laughs> what do I do? I want to get a hotel there. Like you want to make money? money? Yeah. You should not. You should never bet, Sean. <laughs> What? <laughs> you will Sean, not make money. Judging by this conversation, the conversation we've had on probably the last three podcasts, we clearly don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't rarely bet. I'll bet. I'll do daily fantasy, but that's it. If you want to make money, put your money uh, in Amazon, and then you'll be all right. <laughs> hey, I got I, I got twenty dollars in Tesla. It's up to twenty six dollars right now, so I made. Ooh, six bucks. Oh yeah. So, Slowly but surely. Hey, you know, let's. I'll give you a quick. Let's uh, give you a stock market update. Oh, twenty <laughs> twenty seven sixty five. I got seven sixty five mm. in my pocket. So I got some extra money to to bet yeah. on the Jaggies. For those looking to get their the financial news from the God, I lost five hundred dollars on the market today. Five hundred? Yeah. Oh my God. What did you? What do you invest in? So I'll do the opposite of that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that'd be the best idea, but <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it after the podcast. All right, this is... <laughs> All right. y'all were saying spread a lot. It got me hungry for some like cheese spread. So let's hurry this along. Let's uh, we're all in a... yeah, we're all in agreement. We're gonna lose. Uh, I, you know, there's nothing more to talk about. I said we were gonna win twenty six twenty three. Oh, you you're pulling for a victory? Oh, yeah, I'm going. Right. I'm going twenty six twenty three. I love for it. A total of forty nine points which I'm taking the under, apparently, but I'm still within the spread. Is I that right? No, I, what, I, what does this mean? Spread again? Stop it. Get me hungry. No, you're – if the Jaguars win, you would win if you took the Jags. But if the Jaguars lost by two points, you'd also win. <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking about? All okay. Right. Hey, guys, real quick. Uh, I've been checking my email, our God Hates Jags email, and uh, we got a shout-out this week. So I just want to give a shout-out to our number one fan in Denmark, my man Jonas. His name is Jonas. Jonas! I don't know how popular Weezer is in your country, Jonas, but you might have to – Jonas is from Denmark? Yeah, that seems like a very Denmark-y name. Danish name? I'm not very cultured. We're from Jacksonville. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, we are the representatives of the United (laughs) States right now. I enjoy the mental image of just, I'm assuming maybe a young chap walking down the fine, yeah, just the fine cobbled stones of Denmark, uh, a pipe (laughs) in his hand. I don't know what they do in Denmark. And just rocking like full Jags gear. Everyone else. Sean pictures Denmark in 1930. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, Later hosens and like claws. Yeah. Everyone else, that's how they're very modern and nice. Probably much nicer than America, to be honest. Oh, I'm I could only imagine. (laughs) Something tells me if I had the opportunity to move to Denmark, I would go there in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
Jonas Jonas definitely has like the perfect five o'clock shadow. <laughs> he he's got a well-paying job, a nice car. Mm. Uh, Jonas fucks is what I'm tr- Jonas fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Free healthcare? Oh, you know he's got it. Electric vehicle? Probably. Yeah. He probably rides a bike to work. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they oh, get man. like extra hours of sunlight there? Oh yeah, it seems like paradise. It does sound like paradise. He's super tan. Because none of us know anything about Denmark, but <laughs> I know how like bad it is paradise. I know how much I'm not particularly enjoying America. So. <laughs> I know my boy, my boy Jonas from Denmark. So, so Jonas, if you out. ever come to a Jaguar game, hit us up. We'll probably be there. Or, hey, you know, NFL International, they're always looking to expand. Ooh. Maybe we'll be in a Denmark game one day. I'll, I'll look up what kind of uh, stadiums they got over there. How they expensive. probably have soccer stadiums. Man. Probably, yeah. <laughs> we'll Americafy it. Or football. Um, let's, let's not do that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jonas. Love you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks listening, for reaching man. out to us. We and do again, appreciate it. Everybody, Anybody. email us, God Hates Jags at gmail.com even if, if you, you want yeah, I, I think shout last out. week maybe we were too we yeah. were like you know only specifically like hey if you're from out of country email us you know hey guys if you're in america you can email us too guys anywhere vegas yeah. alaska right on the Twitter page. tell us how to gamble there. yeah if you're in vegas and you know how to gamble i'll venmo understand. you i'll venmo you in vegas i'm gonna give you both a class you'll go time, i think to the <laughs> casino and bet for me, and then we'll take it from there. So Vegas, Sean, you will never get that money back. What? No, dude, Vegas Jags fans, it's a brotherhood. You don't screw over. <laughs> All right. What are we? Anyways, Patrick. Uh, so you know, we always end the pods with some games. Uh, Patrick's never made a game on his own, so this is his first time making a game. So Shimmer and I, we have no idea. We haven't seen this yet. So Patrick, take it away. What do you got for us? Yeah. So. I got the game this week. That means I technically can't lose at this game. So yes. one of you guys will take that play. torch. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, Patrick's on a bye week. I'm trying to even out my record here. So this game is called Which NFL City? So what I'm going to do is give you a group of, let's call them notable people. I wouldn't call them famous. I will say notable people from a city. To narrow it down, each one of the cities I'm going to give you is not only an NFL team city, but a team that we have played this year. And I'm going to go ahead and include Detroit on there since we're playing them this Sunday. I will give you the group of people. You will name the city based off the teams that we've played, including Detroit. You have one guess, and I will tally up the total at the end if you guys are correct. And if not, I have a tiebreaker question. Do you get it? Uh, I think so. <laughs> sure. Worst comes to worst, no, but, you know. Guess You'll soon. figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. All right. Here we go. First city. Let me scramble this. First city. Here we go. Uh, notable people from this city include Harry Wayne Casey, better known as KC of the KC and Sunshine Band. Okay. Okay. Pharrell Williams, singer, songwriter, producer, rapper, and film producer, apparently. Uh. Probably uh, trolls. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Mixed martial artist, boxer, professional wrestler, and occasional actor, Kimbo Slice. Oh. Singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, Phil Collins, and one of my favorite names for an NFL player ever, 
a tottery Big B. Wait, Phil Collins? Yeah. A isn't Genesis name? Like, isn't he from like England? <laughs> no. <laughs> wait, are you telling Not- me? Wait, are we talking about Tarzan soundtrack? Phil Collins? Yes, that Phil Collins. Oh man, love it. Wait, so Phil all Collins? these all these people are from a city that we've played so far, including the Lions. According to Wikipedia, yes. Okay, all right, gotcha. Wow. All right. Uh, the only thing I know about Kimbo Slice, I've only watched one fight of his, and he fought some little white dude with pink hair, and the pink hair dude knocked him out in like ten seconds. Yes, I remember. And I remember, yeah, I remember like you know everyone hyped up Kimbo Slice forever, and I finally watched him, and I was like, what? He got knocked out. Anyway. Uh, I'm gonna say, wait, who have we played? Um, let me go back in the. In, Do you need me to list all the, no, all no. the cities? No, no. I'm okay. going back to the annals of history to annals. remember the city. The annals? It's yeah. annals, bro. No, it's annals. <laughs> no, it's not. Annals. Oh, my bad. Uh, I'm Sean loses a point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Houston has like a pretty good like music scene. So I think because of Pharrell Williams, I'm I was I'm gonna say Houston. Uh, well, uh, I too will travel through the annals of history and <laughs> I'm going to look that up later. I think it's not annals. It's annals. Uh, <laughs> Sean took my guess. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I too was going to pick Houston. Well, I was down to Houston and or Nashville, but for some reason I want to say, I know that Pharrell is from Houston. Uh, so <laughs> let's go Houston. <laughs> okay. So you both are saying Houston. Yep. <laughs> because of Pharrell, even though I really don't know anything about okay. him. All right. I will give you the totals at the end of the game. So oh. you both settled on Houston. Oh, oh, we don't know. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Ooh, twist. <laughs> so next group of notable people from this NFL city include actress Vivica A. Fox. Oh, my girl. Uh, stand-up comedian, actor, producer, writer, and rapper. Mike Epps, <laughs> founder of Chipotle Mexican <laughs> Grill, Steve Ells, Terry McLaurin, current wide receiver for the Washington football team, former Ohio <laughs> State Buckeye, and former endorser, current inmate at the federal prison in Inglewood, Colorado, Jared Fogle. <laughs> Shimmer, do you want to take this one first? Oh, my God. Uh, I've already forgotten some of those people. Jared Fogle really, really (laughs) (laughs) threw me off. Like, I forgot all the names before his. Uh, A bunch of decent uh, fellows, and then he came on. (laughs) (laughs) Vivica A. Fox from Independence Day and Kill Bill. Uh, Who were the other people? Uh, Mike Epps, Terry McLaurin, and founder and CEO of Chipotle Mexican Grill, Steve Ells. Wow. I'm trying to think of uh, all the teams we have left. I'm, um, uh, Detroit. This is a tough one. Uh, fuck it. Detroit. Let's go Detroit. <laughs> I think I got to go just based off of uh, Terry McLaurin. If he was an Ohio Buckeye, I'm going to guess Cincinnati. Okay. Mm. I will give you the score. logic right there. At the <laughs> end of the game. And Chipotle right. seems like it would have been founded in some, like, middle of nowhere, you know, not like 
anywhere. Not Mexico. Yeah, not like Texas or anything like that. Mm. <laughs> I don't right. think we are going to do well at this, but uh-huh. this is a fun game. I yeah, like we'll it. see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, next it up. Dead. It was very creative. I've got from this NFL city, these notable people are from this NFL city, including lead singer of 98 Degrees, Nick Lachey. Stand-up comedian and actor, Cat Williams. NASA astronaut and first man on the moon, allegedly, Neil Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) Heisman Heisman Trophy winner, Super Bowl champ, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Roger Staubach, and cult leader and convicted murderer, Charles Manson. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Sean. Um, that's got to be Miami. Only Miami would have that. <laughs> so all of those characters together. Um, you said Cat uh, Williams is one of these people? Yes. If Cat Williams wasn't born in Miami. I'm going to go. Cat Williams, Neil Armstrong, Roger Staubach, Charles Manson, and Nick Lachey. I'm going to go Nashville, Tennessee on that one. Okay. Nashville, Sean, what did you Tennessee. say? Miami. Okay. Welcome Making notes. Miami. All right. Up next, we have notable people from this NFL city include rock musician who passed away earlier this year, Little Richard, talk show host and entrepreneur Oprah Winfrey, Famous dog, Doug the Pug. Who? Doug the Pug. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you familiar? No, not at all. Shimmer? No, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Famous dog, Doug the Pug. Look him up. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> Current coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, and dentist and inventor of cotton candy, William Morrison. <laughs> Uh, all right. I go first this time. Yes. Okay. Um, so Bill Belichick, you said? Yep. I want to say Bill Belichick, although I might be wrong, coached at like, when he first started at like Army. I don't know. I think I got a real sort of small town vibe from a lot of these names. So I think I'm going to go, now that this is smaller, I'm going to go Indianapolis. Go Indiana, uh, right? Oh, I forgot yeah. about them. Uh, <laughs> as uh, as my pick here. And keep in mind, you guys can repeat the same city that you said oh. before because oh. it's not necessarily correct. True. Yeah. One time. Really? This sounds like Na- I'm going Nashville. I wish you had said that uh, before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just. Still, I'm picking everyone. I'm picking everyone. You should have done it that way. <laughs> John, what are you going with? I'm going, uh, my boy, my boy Rich, little Richie. He sounds like he's got to be from Nashville. You know, rock and roll, baby. Okay, so Sean says Nashville, Tennessee. Shimmer says Indianapolis, Indiana. All right. Next up, we've got we've got uh, <laughs> two left. Okay. Right. Two left. Uh, actors. Randy and Dennis Quaid, current cornerback in the NFL Jaguars, DJ Hayden, 
founder and CEO of Amazon.com, Jeff Bezos, singer and flautist, apparently, Lizzo. She plays the flute. Uh, founder and CEO. Oh, I already said that. Uh, rapper born Hakeem Sariki, better known as Chameleonaire. Oh. And Mark William Calloway, better known as The Undertaker, <laughs> are all wow. from this NFL city. Which NFL city is it? Uh, wait, who goes first? You can go. All right. Well, I got to tell this a very, very quick 10-second story. Which one of the Quaid brothers, which one's the serious one? Dennis. Dennis. Uh, so for our listeners, like 10 years ago, Patrick and I were in Atlanta eating pizza, watching a Jags game, and Dennis Quaid ended up sitting directly next to us with his son. And uh, so by default, he had to watch us watch the game. And I remember it was the Jets and they were like destroying us. It was with Gabbert. And I remember we were probably losing like 20 to three or something. And I remember he turned to us and was like, your team sucks. And yes. So Dennis Quaid that, keeps it real. I told him. Your movie that suck? He, no, I told him <laughs> he looked like Dennis Quaid and he laughed and said he gets that a lot. Oh, damn, I don't remember that. Was okay. it just some guy who looked like Dennis Quaid? No, it was no, Dennis it was Quaid. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah, he watched the, the Jacks game with us. Uh, All-around great guy. He, uh, did true. you pick? No, but I'm going to say Indianapolis. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I'm going in a pick every city, even though apparently we don't have to. Uh, I'm going to go Cincinnati. Cincinnati. All right. I haven't repeated any of mine because I truly think each one of mine is correct. Uh, you're going to kill me I, in this game. <laughs> I feel really mad. I will say this. One of you is leading with one point currently. Ooh, so wow. this last one will... Wait, only only one of us has gotten one correct. Yes. Oh, really? Out of all of those? Yes. Oh, my God. So <laughs> consider wow. that. All right. Wow. So this is uh, so this last one is to, for the win or to tie it up? So the, the question is, is the win or does either up? of us think the other one does either of us think we have the point? Because then we could just pick the same city. Exactly. Man, just statistically, I'm surprised only one of us has gotten it right once. You got some strategy. All right. Mm-hmm. I like your thinking. Right. Well, okay. We got a couple minutes left. Let's, let's knock out this last one. Last NFL city where this group of notable people is from include <laughs> radio host, music, music historian, and voice actor Casey Kasem. Eight-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, tight end, Antonio Gates. American Labor Union leader and currently missing, Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> and American singer-songwriters, Alice Cooper and Uncle Cracker. Who goes first? Whoever. Take it away, Shimmer. Um... Hmm, that's a smart strategy decision on your part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a gentleman. <laughs> I don't think this is correct, but I, I said have I would do it. Pretty darn sure is correct, and I didn't want you copying me. We can say it at the exact same time, or I'll write it down. We can write it down. No, I said I would pick every city. Miami's the only one left. I don't think it's right. Miami. I'm pretty darn sure this is Detroit territory. That so I'm going right. Detroit, Rock City. That sounds good. All right. Okay. The cities listed in order were 
Miami, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Nashville, and Detroit. Sean wins with two points because he was definitely right about the Detroit one, and he had a lucky guess. <laughs> Alice Cooper! <laughs> yeah. I know where he's from. Know, yeah, right. The problem with this game is I still don't know where anyone is from. So yeah. <laughs> I learned Screenshot nothing. that and send it to us so we can learn something. What was the other I point? learned nothing. What other point did I get? That sounds like that's about right for um, You got wow. the I, I learned nothing. You got the Nashville one right, because little Richard is from Nashville. There was a if we play again, I'm picking the same city six yeah. times. I know my musicians. <laughs> We will play again. I'll do it with other NFL cities next I'm time. I'm picking the this. same city six times, and then I'm guaranteed to get one. That's kept, statistically a pretty oh, good yeah. uh, strategy. I kept thinking, so, like, man, is, like, Jacksonville going to be, like, a trick question? I was like, who are these? Are any of these people from Jacksonville? No, if we named anyone we from Jacksonville, yeah, we know. both would have got it right. So that's the problem. <laughs> Tim Tebow, the guys from – uh, Fred Ocean Durst. Avenue. What is that? Yellow, Yellow card. card. <laughs> Here's uh, our. That's it. J- just so you guys know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you my tiebreaker question because I took the time out to type it and I don't have to go to waste. <laughs> Uh, so since we're playing Detroit, I picked Patrick up Patrick does one game tiebreaker. once and he's like, I got to I, I got it because I, right, I got right. it in. So Detroit themed tiebreaker question. In 2011, the Detroit Symphony Orchestra was in a deep financial crisis due to a musician's strike. Local artist, artist in quotations, Kid Rock, in what he called the best drunk move I ever made, decided to throw a benefit concert for the symphony and help save classical music in Detroit. How much money did he raise at his benefit concert to save classical music in Detroit? A hundred bucks. Uh, three million. $1.2 $1.2 million. Oh, man, I was, I was way off. <laughs> you were closer, though. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Price well, is right rules, I would have won. Yeah. All right. Well, I went over. Patrick, thanks for putting that together. We're going to hop off. Guys, thanks for coming on again. I feel like each episode gets a little bit harder. My, my enthusiasm is just slowly dying, but we're going to keep it together. We're, we're going to keep recording. The people need it. Denmark needs it. So, guys, Jonas. Denmark, Jonas. Good, good luck to us on Sunday, and thanks for listening, everybody. Keep safe. Peace, Peace out, everyone. Bye, everybody.